Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the final live episode of In It Together with the Dunlaps. I am Shakima Dunlap. And I'm Deontay Dunlap. And we're the Dunlaps. Yes, we are. All right, y'all. So this is our last live stream of 2022. And part of what we're doing tonight is just talking about like a year in review. So we've only had a couple shows. This is episode, what, six, babe? Yes, this is episode six. Episode six. But there's so much that has happened in 2022 that is worth discussing. So we're going to start it off with our usual, you know, today in history. And then we're going to take a moment to um, kind of like count down some of the top stories and count down maybe like a little bit of a misnomer because we're not going to go in any type of order. We're right. just going to talk about shows that, ma- not shows, we're going to talk about stories that matter to us in this year. Um, and then we're going to close out with a little reflection because I feel like as a teacher, you know, how do I know you learned unless we talk about it? You got to reflect, right? So not only is learning new information important, but processing it and then what are you going to do with it? That's like the wisdom part of it. That's like the application wow. piece of it. And so that's going to roll tonight, babe. You okay with that? Oh, yeah, because as a business person, as a as a team leader, as an IT professional, you have to look at what you've done to get better for going forward. You know, if you don't if you don't reflect on the past, how will you ever build for the future? And if you don't learn from your lessons, you're doomed to repeat them. So you have to review what went not just went right, what went what were your opportunities, what didn't go right and and what kind of fell in the middle improve in general so yeah i think yeah. that you know going back and looking looking at your trail looking at the trail that you've blazed to see if you could do anything better is always a good um it's always a good rule of thumb i love so, it i love I, it let's do all it. right so as usual we're going to take a page from the equal justice initiatives calendar and we're going to about talk about what happened today in history so today's um historical event took place in north carolina okay and this was December 27, 1919. The headline says, White Mob Lynches Black Veteran Powell Green in North Carolina. Mm. Right. On the night of December 27, 1919, a 23-year-old Black veteran named Powell Green was lynched by a mob of white men near Franklin, North Carolina. After a prominent white movie theater owner shot, movie theater owner, was shot and killed, Powell Green was arrested for allegedly committing the crime. During the era of racial terror, white allegations against Black people were rarely subject to scrutiny and often sparked violent reprisal, even when there was no evidence tying the accused to any offense. Many African Americans were lynched across the South under the accusation of murder when mere suggestions of Black-on-white violence could provoke mob violence and lynching before the judicial system could or would act. While policemen were moving Powell Green from the jail in Franklinton to the larger city of Raleigh, before he could be tried or mount a defense, a mob kidnapped and brutally killed him. The mob tied Mr. Green to a car and dragged him for half a mile before shooting him with dozens of bullets and hanging his body. It was not uncommon for lynch mobs to seize their victims from jails, prisons, courtrooms, or out of police hands. Though they were armed and charged with protecting the men and women in their custody, police almost never used force to resist white lynch mobs intent on killing black people. In some cases, police officials were even found to be complicit or active participants in lynchings. Surprise, surprise. Newspaper sources suggest that this was a case, was the case in the lynching of Powell Green. Um, One witness reportedly testified that though there were five officers in the police vehicle transporting Mr. Green, he was, quote, taken from the car by the mob without the least trouble. 
Mr. Green's body was found the next morning riddled with bullets and hanged from a small pine tree along a road two miles from Franklinton. According to press accounts, quote unquote, souvenir hunters cut buttons and pieces of clothing from the body and later cut down the tree to yield grotesque keepsakes. Mr. Green was only 23 years old, well lynched and had served in the army during World War I. Rather than thanked for their patriotic service, Black veterans returning from war during the era of racial terrorism were targeted for violence by white supremacists who were military service would make these men leaders in the Black community and render them committed to fighting for racial equality at home. One news account of Mr. Green's lynching blamed him for his own death, again, surprise, stating, quote, it seems that he was disposed to think well of himself and was self-assertive. Paul Green's lynching was the second in five months in Franklin County, North Carolina. And that was our Today and Racial Justice History from the Equal Justice Initiative, December 27, 1919. And like history is, I mean, in fact, I mean, at the least, you know, brutal, depending on which lens you're looking through. And you know, when you think about these obscene acts yeah. against other people, you know, the taking of human body parts mm -hmm. as if mm -hmm. it's a souvenir, like you don't have the same thing. It, it, it's just, you know, to take someone's, you know, just a literal piece of them. And it, it's like the number one, the thought process, the mindset you have to be in, that a, that a person will have to be in to think that that's okay, to think you have the right or the authority or the liberty to do such a thing, yeah. to dehumanize somebody to that level, to where they only, they, they, they view, view, view us like bugs, like critters to be disposed of and, and to be, you know, and, and to be like, almost like a trophy, you know, um, like we were animals, you know, we were completely disposable and, you know, and, and, and therefore the taking, you know, and it's, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's heart wrenching. It makes your stomach curdle. It's, it's just a raw, like a, a really raw depiction of history, you know, and, and to know that the, that was happening at one point in time, completely unchecked, you know, and, you know, I, 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 I say it all the time that I'm, I'm grateful for the time that I was born in, you know, um, you know, to be able to, you know, to have the right to defend myself, to have the right to defend my family and, and, and my property, um, to have a right to, to be acknowledged as a, as a human being, you know, and it's just shameful mm -hmm. that we almost had to prove it. You know, we had to come to this point. It wasn't, it wasn't an automatic, it wasn't a natural thing at one point in time in this, in this particular, um, in, in this particular um, piece of land, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it, it just boggles the mind, you know, um, well, it really doesn't boggle the mind when you, when you think about the way um, war happens, when you think about, you know, how, you know, um, just violence in and of itself, the nature of violence, you know, it, it dehumanizes that in which it's inflicted on, you know, that's how, you know, people can get, you know, can commit atrocious acts of violence without any type of um, remorse and continue to do so, you yeah. know. Um, 
and I think you made an interesting point because I don't think we had to prove anything, right? Like, I think they always knew not only that were they aware of our humanity, but they wanted to convince us of our of inhumanity, right? Like, I think they knew, but the lies that we tell ourselves, you know, to justify our bad behavior, the lies that we tell ourselves to justify our greed and avarice and just grotesqueness, you know, I, I think they always have known. I think that lie was like concocted to, okay, well, if I just pretend, you know, like I believe I can fly, right? Like I'm just going to believe that these are not humans and then I can justify my own um, inadequacies or mediocrities or whatever the case may be right and so when when you when you said that it made me think about um one of my favorite quotes from Toni Morrison and she said the function the very serious function of racism is distraction Mm. it keeps you from doing your work it keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being somebody says you have no language and so you spend 20 years proving that you do somebody says your head isn't shaped properly so you have scientists working on the fact that it is right somebody says you have no art so you dredge that up somebody says you have no kingdoms so you dredge that up none of this is necessary there will always be one more thing that constantly moving goalposts Mm -hmm. and and you know and and when i said the word prove i I think where that came from because the thing that cycles often is to pick a science that stated i'm a man yeah yeah you know that that that's where you know to the to constantly say hey you know i'm a man too you know but then when you when you read the art of war the art of war teaches you to dehumanize your opponent that's it because you don't because if you tune into their suffering you won't achieve your ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal is to win the war. And in 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 the art of war teaches you to, to block out their cries, block out their their their, you know, the the parts of the block parts of them that connect with you and make them seem as if they're different from you. Yeah. You know, block out their cries. They're not you, you convince yourself that, you know, they convince themselves that they're not the same. And, and it's a, even if, even beyond, or even at the base level where life is life, you know, it's this like, you know, there's no, it's like, yeah, but your, your life is inconsequential in comparison to the overall goal here, you know, and that's just a, oh, a brutal lesson on just the, you know, how, you know, how dark the human heart can get sometimes, you know, um, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really eye-opening thing, you know, to, to really understand the, the depths that people will go, you know, especially, you know, people who feel justified to their ends, you know, and, yeah. you know, even if that justification is that you're lesser than me mm-hmm. or, or that, um, you know, I need somebody to do this. So you're the, you're the least common denominator. So you're going to get this work. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you know. Um yeah. And I think those I'm a man uh signs were more for the people who were holding them than mm-hmm. anybody else, right? Like when you're um climbing out of the psychological prison that you've been in, right? The psychological plantation that you've been on, you have to remind yourself of your humanity just as much as 
you need to put other people on notice of your humanity, right? right. Like not um, trying to convince them, but just letting them know, I know I'm a man and therefore I demand that you treat me as such, right? So like my humanity is not up for debate. And every right. time I say it, that um, there's something that like intensifies down within me that inspires me to live according to what I say I am, right? So like one of my, uh, we're, we're in the middle of Kwanzaa. Well, Kwanzaa started yesterday. And so Kwanzaa runs from the day after Christmas up until um, New Year's Day. And like one, one of the principles of Kwanzaa, which is today is Kujijagulia, which is self-determination. And that's mm. the power to name, right? The power to decide who you want to be, the power to name yourselves, the power to say, uh-huh. this is our collective journey. And that's why today is like one of my most favorite principles. And the other principles are Umoja, which is unity, Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility, Ujama, which is cooperative economics, Nia, which is purpose, Kumba, which is creativity. And then the last one is Imani, which is faith. And all of those things like, you know, just resonate with me in this journey as an African-American woman um, or a Black woman. But the, the power to self-determine to me that just I don't know that that just does something to me in a different way because like until you rightly identify yourselves all the rest of those principles you're just reaching for those you know what I'm saying but it's impossible to achieve unity unless we um you know correctly identify who we are and yeah. what we believe in and who we want to be right like you have to know that before you can even begin to be free yeah like it's like the basis like part of, of freedom you are right and i think that's why they did such a deliberate job of stripping us of that because we've been spending this entire time that we've been in this land you know regardless of however you got here whether you were always here or your people came from you know those trans the transatlantic trade but the mafia we've been spending all this time just trying to figure out like who we are trying to name ourselves and trying to figure out what to call us is african-american should we say that like how many of us have stepped foot on africa like is it black should we say that that's a derogative word to some people like all these things and we're just like chasing our tails trying to figure out who we be right Mm -hmm. who we be and so i think that's you know i just wanted to highlight that and also in this process of, of talking about you know, the power to name things. I've been hearing a lot of sentiments, um, especially on um, social media about what well, Kwanzaa is just a made up holiday. And I'm like, which one isn't a made up holiday? Like they're literally all made up. Somebody you know? came up with them at some point. It was a, it I'm was saying, a party. Like even your somebody birthday, said, we you, should do you this every there, year. But you don't remember, you, you couldn't look at the clock and see what time it was. So somebody right. signed a piece of paper and said, this is a collective agreement that you were born this day and this time. You have no, you you weren't there. For all you know, I mean, there are lots of people who celebrate two birthdays. I mean, look how many centuries our ancestors were in this country and couldn't even say how old they were, right? Like, I think I was born between this year and this year. Like, I could be 60, but I might be yeah. 55. Like, who knows? Like, when you start to think about it in those terms, it just starts to, you know, like the idea that somebody who literally put Christmas near the winter solstice for like whatever reason, so they could celebrate all these other pagan holidays at the same time, or like Easter to celebrate Ishtar and you got the bunnies and eggs, you go to church to get bunnies and eggs? That just makes sense to me. Like if it's Resurrection Sunday, then it's Resurrection Sunday. But like to say that Kwanzaa is made up, you know, like all the holidays are made up. Right. So that's just my two cents on that. Well, I mean, I'll I'll say this about um, 
you know, um, I wanted to, you mentioned self-determination. And I think that is the basis of, that's one of the foundational principles of freedom. Yes. You know, to be truly free, to be able to say that I am, that I am the true I am. You know, that's where it begins is that self-determined, self-determination, like wh- who you are, who you aspire to be. Um, I think that is the the one of the core elements, if, if not the core element to freedom, you know, um, it's that recognition of self and the worthiness of self and, and the and the vision for self, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree. more. I said all that to say I couldn't agree more. I think that that self-determination principle is an incredible piece to um, to any to freedom on any level. Well. Well, so, um, you ready to talk about the soup of the day? You want to get into it? I was going to say, I was going to say, um, you, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, I, I mean, know you got some nonsense over there to talk about. So, hey, you know, I always got some nonsense to talk about on, on top of some sensible things, but you know, we got to keep it balanced, fair and balanced, you know, some nonsense with a little bit of sensibility, but, um, would you like what? So, okay. We, we, I guess we can go back and forth on, on what we think are some really good stories from this okay. year. You know, some things that happened this year that was either monumental, pivotal, petty, petty, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, we've had this year has been a plethora of everything. It's been a smorgasbord or whatever kind of good, bad in between drama. So whatever, whatever you want to call it, dramas, comedies, you know, whatever you want to call it this year has been that and then some i personally can't wait for 2023 i'm i'm, I'm really really hopeful <laughs> for 2023 um uh, because 2022 just need to sit itself down and just go on by have the, a seat um, a stadium full of seats yeah i'm like um yeah 2022 deuces literally <laughs> deuces to you right. um you can keep all them twos player i'm i'm, I'm good with it um, so let's talk about it. Year in review. What would you like to start with, my love? What was the what was one of those, you know, things you would like to that kind of, you know, hit home for you or marked a uh a moment for you this year? So I think I'm gonna try to tie two together. Okay. Okay. So I want to talk about the GOAT retiring, Serena. Let's go. Uh, Serena Williams retired this year and I you know I don't ever remember a, t- a time of, of Serena and Venus not being in the world of tennis like I I just don't remember a time you know it was just like I don't what were they doing before they showed up I don't know like I know they had Arthur Ashe they had Althea Gibson they had you know but like for me Venus and Serena kind of set it off as far as my entree into tennis and so that was for me that was very pivotal this year and for her to um step away in the way that she stepped away like Mm -hmm. it was very deliberate it was very professional and classy and just black girl excellence you know and I think the one that I want to tie to that is kind of like you know, she had she had her great moments. And then in some way, like because the King Richard movie came out, she was connected to the Oscar slap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it was like that was their a, night. Right. That was yeah. their night to celebrate the film. That's true. And, yeah. you know, that was kind of tainted a little bit, uh-huh. you know, but I think that 
you know, I, I think that the movie still told the story that it intended to tell. Mm-hmm. I still think it's worth the merit, despite what happened. I still think it was a worthy story um, about, you know, their dad and their life. Um, I think it was I think it was still worthy to, to for the praise that it received, despite mm-hmm. what happened after the fact. And, you know, kind of going back to Serena, you know, as a as a as a fellow athlete, you know, one of the things that, you know, you always want to go out on top. You always go want to go. You always want to retire. You always want to put whatever, whether it's your baseball bat, the basketball, the tennis racket, the boxing gloves. And you always want to do it with all your health intact. As somebody who, you know, who has sustained my injuries, you know, as an athlete, you know, to have somebody that can retire with, you know, no real announced major injuries. And she, you know, was able to leave. And, you know, and if she wants to come back out of retirement, she can't. I think so you know, too. If she want, but if she wants to, and you know her, you know she, you know she took body, you know she she took care of her her mental state, and so she was able to leave the game on her terms. And I think that's that's how you want to go out. You know, very few athletes get to do that. Um, they get to go out on the top of their game. They get to go out as you know, um, you know, not forced by time or by you know, like I said by by the body giving out. You know, it's just you know you just decide one day. Hey, I've done it all. I've seen it all. I've beat them all. I think I'm good. I think I I think I could put this. I think I can close this chapter. I'm satisfied with my performance. I'm satisfied with my accomplishments. So I think I can walk away. And you know, um, it's very few athletes that can do that very few and um I, I tip my hat to her um see that you know this this because she i didn't watch tennis until her and her sister started playing i didn't you know i, I heard about it but it wasn't a sport that yeah, i was yeah. interested in and but when you when somebody when someone comes in a particularly a black woman comes in and dominates you know and and sets records and things of that nature and despite whatever negativity they tried to shine on her or try to taint her legacy she still she still just brushed it off and just 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 kept it moving and, and was and able to walked on them yeah see i mean stay i mean stayed as, as as black as she can be and and yeah. and and you know not really and, and not really kowtowing you know to the masses and and i have to again i somebody who's in the public eye and 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 is always in front of people. I have to salute that. So that that was a good one. Uh, but I don't think that slap. I, although the snap was on the news all the time, but I don't think it was enough to outshine what that family has truly done. Yeah, um, I, I don't think, think it outshined more, it. But I just it was unfortunate. Yes, that uh, the moment was tainted by that. I think. Honestly, I think it tainted Will Smith life more than it tainted anybody else. Oh, so, absolutely. To, to be perfectly honest, so absolutely. Um, but that was a good one, babe. That was a good one. That's how I'm gonna lead teaching. See, walk. That's how you go. That's how you do it. You know, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, one of the top, you know, stories, or um, I guess, I guess you can call it. I don't think it's a story, but one of the the top issues or top um news um or whatever you want to call it, news news stories whatever you want to call it this year for me and i think a lot of us can relate to this and it's not necessarily a story it's it's where we are right now and this is the rising inflation the oh, constantly yeah. rising inflation and and the and the rising cost of living you know that's a 
you know, I know, I know that's something that we all, you know, are, um, you know, feeling the pinch of is, you know, at the, whether it's at the grocery store, whether you, you know, have been, you know, working in the IT space, you know, we've struggled getting, you know, equipment where we needed, you know, critical pieces of equipment has, you know, um, has had a, you know, kind of put a bit of a chokehold on a lot of different projects and, you know, and I, and I know it was just beyond the tech space. I know we we saw supply chain issues, not, not supply chain, I'm, I'm sorry, but the supply chain issues does have an impact on the inflation. Um, but I was going to tie those two together. I kind of jumped the gun. But, you know, I know that, you know, the inflation has hit all sectors of the market. You know, we're feeling it, you know, it's at the, whether it's at the gas pump, the grocery store, you know, uh, just regular everyday things generally cost more, you know, and then there's a lot of micro and macroeconomic factors that are contributing to that, you know, um, you know, but the, the, the big kicker is, you know, how is it, you know, we're seeing rising inflation, but also at the same time, companies are making, you know, record profits too. So there's a, so, you know, while the costs are going up, people haven't stopped spending. <laughs> so <laughs> the inflation isn't enough to make people stop spending, but it's enough to um, definitely enough to, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of households that, you know, are, you know, pretty, you know, are pretty strained, you know, by this. And, I you know, mean, and, I, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, the grocery shopping, right? Like, oh, yeah, eggs, like six dollars for a dozen eggs. Like, I. I, you know, and, and we're not getting paid more, right? So, right. like, it's absolutely hurting our bottom line. Like, I think about meals, right? So, like, if you cook holiday meals, if you look at how much you spent to prepare that same meal this year mm-hmm. versus last year or even the year before, like, that that makes a huge difference. And I just remember, like, you know, times when we went to the store together and, you know, like, we would have like two buggies full of stuff, you know, and it would be like 275, 300 or whatever. And now I could buy 15 items be the same and price. I'm spending 250, 15 yep. items, right? Like even body wash is almost $9 a, a bottle. Like I, I, yeah. And then we're not getting cost of living increases. Yep. So I just don't understand. Like, I know there's supply chain issues. I get that. But like somebody's cost of living needs to go up if we're going to be able to, survive this like yeah and, and it needs to be a food stamp card or something i don't know but like nah i i don't i don't i don't disagree with that you know i i i fully agree you know and you know and one of the things i was going to tie into that is the supply chain issues mm-hmm. you know and you know all of it or at least that the way they uh, the way it's being presented was a was um a derivative of or result of covid you know where we we don't have as many people in the workforce as we once did. So a lot of the people that were once, you know, a lot of people that, you know, once worked the shipping docks in these places where the product comes in, they're just not the people there to get the product, the, 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 the product to its destination, you know, and then you have, you know, um, you know, like shortages and things like microprocessors and things that we use for everyday, everyday, you know, everyday living like our phones, you know, um, you know, these things, you know, and, and how the, how the, the strain on the supply chain drives cost up. But so did they burn down some of those facilities too? Allegedly, you know, okay. I, you know, it's, it's, it's some, it's allegedly some of those facilities have been burned down. I, I don't think they've ever really, um, proven that, um, you know, and, and so, you know, these, you know, the, 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 the supply chain, you know, now it costs more to get products to the store and who going, who's going to feel it the consumer um 
you know, and, and so that that's an unfortunate truth, you know. Um, and again, like you said, you know, the cost goes up, but uh, wages don't, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, and I'm not, you know, quite sure what the solution is to that because that's very complicated, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very, very complicated. So it's it's a it's a mess <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Well, it's I just thank God that, that we don't have any babies. That we no. don't have any, you know, we're not missing formula and stuff like that because everybody can't nurse. Let's just be honest, yeah. you know, like for whatever reason, people make choices yeah. and sometimes they don't have a choice. Sometimes they have to have formula. So we are not in the breastfeeding shaming game. If you are, you know, impacted by the the lack of formula and that's your only choice, you, we, we empathize. Absolutely. And I, and I pray for a speedy turnaround in that industry because, um, Again, you know, our country, we talk a good game, but it's how we treat the least of these. And if you can't even feed the babies, like if you can't even make sure the babies and um, and the mothers are okay, then we, we need to sit down for a minute instead of talking about other people's civil rights violations, right. which brings me to the Ukrainian war. I feel like when the security documents came up missing, you know, <laughs> I feel like we should have known something was going to happen. Like, yeah. I don't know to the extent of it. And then once you get, when you start digging deep inside that and you start realizing that there are like literally Nazis inside the Ukrainian camp, that we're, but we, it's like, we're, we're, we're the lesser of two evils, I guess. I'm not sure, but I don't even know how yeah. America could qualify as calling somebody the lesser of two evils. Like, are we one of the evils? I'm not sure. Yeah. But so that's definitely one of the top stories for this year i don't think anybody thought it would be going on this long i think right. everybody thought that uh russia was going to go on their molly but here we are yeah i don't you know i don't even i don't even really have a whole lot to on that because that thing is so is is complicated but one thing i know about war is that both sides think they're the hero mm-hmm. nobody believes that they're the villain that's and it. so everybody's doing what they think is right for their side and they're they're the hero and the other side is the is, is the villain and so it's just you know um i know all i know is god's righteousness reigns supreme and and rest right gonna be right and um you know it's it's a it's a very very complex situation with a lot of you know a lot of politics involved a lot of money involved of course um when you got land and people and policy and you know it's it's a mixture of, of everything it's a combustive situation you know um yeah I, yeah i i <laughs> that's really like all i got in the chamber on yeah that i think a, our grandkids will one. probably be figuring out what happened because we never know the truth yeah you, you know, know it's it there's so many lies on top of lies on top of lies and cover-ups and schemes and scandals you know like i think we're just fig- finally figuring out the iran contra scandal you know like so i i think that probably our grandkids will be the ones who actually hear the truth about all the missing documents and like whether or not they were actually in their coffin at Mar-a-Lago and all this kind of stuff. But like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So what's your next one? What you got? So I got a quick one and then I got a, I I got a a quick good one. It sucks that the good ones are kind of quick, but then I have one to follow right up, right behind that. That might. Okay. So give me both of them then. Give me both of them. So I start with the good one. So okay. um, for all of our lottery players out there, everybody knows we the lottery actually reached two billion dollars this year. I just want a toe. I just want the pinky toe of just, that two billion. Just like a, I'll take the I'll take the pinky toenail <laughs> of that two billion. I mean, but just the idea that 
you know that that it that it reached that it got that high it was it, it's it was just monumental. I don't know. So I there's like, money I, somewhere because people been buying lottery tickets. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's that's the question. You know, is our, our priorities is a mug now. <laughs> you know, um, but that was a, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a good thing to kind of uh, call out for the year. You know, I, I'm not sure if we'll ever see that again. You know, but if inflation keeps going up and the, and the dollar keeps losing its value, you know, two billion dollars, you know, might not equal to the same well, amount. Like I said, I just take yeah. a pinky toenail of that two billion. Thanks. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So the other one I had, which is not so positive, which is not positive at all, actually, but okay. it kind of it kind of leads to it, it kind of ties into the inflation supply chain um and it's the drought so mm. apparently so according to the washington post you know um, I, I was looking at this um earlier today according to the washington post over 80 percent of the united states of, of north america is experiencing a major drought major major drought and 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 according to their sources that we haven't seen a drought like this in 1200 years is that you remember that picture I sent you? They had like the Mississippi and it was dried out. Is that mm-hmm. the cause of that? Yeah, it's uh, the Mississippi is a part of it. Um, but yeah, that but we're seeing um, but but you know, heck, you can go this summer. I could see it outside just in the backyard, you know, with yeah, the, the ground literally cracking and breaking apart. You know, I was, you know, it, it was it was doing a number on on our fences and you know, um and but you know, I feel like sure Texas. That's different. Like, I feel like we got, we're the cause of a lot of our own stuff. Like, I feel like God is in a holy war against Texas. I wouldn't say that, but I do like, think, it's just some... I do think tri- Texas lack trees and, you know, trees will help block some of the sunlight. But, you know, in this kind of climate, you know, trees aren't really a, well, it was well, central, say, uh, because we're not really near any water. So we're kind of in a... I feel like God is just not pleased with Texas. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think you can go either way, you know, because it's some, you know, as much of his, as much of his, as with it, with his struggles, there are it, it does have its good points, you know. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stay, I wouldn't live here as long as I have if it if it didn't, but, um, but yeah, but the drought is a huge thing, and I'm sure that's that's impacting things like produce. That's that's impacting anything that leverages the land to grow any any type of vegetation. Yeah. Um, that's impacting a lot of our food sources. Um, you know, and that's that's not only just you know anything that grows out of the ground. That's anything that depends on the land. Cows, you know, goats, sheep, things, you know, um, animals that you know that graze off the land. You know, um, you know the you know the they're impacted greatly by this drought. You know, um, I don't know if you saw the I think that was this year when they were showing the just the the line of cows that were just killed over and just I saw died. that. You know, I mean, and, and I, I buy know. like I said, I buy the groceries. Well, I I, I purchased the groceries. Okay, let's be let's be frank. I receive a grocery allowance, and I'm not ashamed. Okay, I am a very well taken care of woman. We are we are in this together. We are a family. We're so. in it together. So he yes, writes indeed. the checks. I'm able to deposit them. I purchase the groceries. I go pick them up or have them delivered. He lifts the heavy stuff and brings it into the house and we put them all up together. So it's truly collaborative from beginning to end. But when I saw cabbage went up, cabbage, that's like. But it went up, but the cabbage got smaller. (laughs) The the prices went up. 
there used to be a time when you could feed a whole basketball team with cabbage for like three dollars and i'm trying to figure out like when i saw stuff like that going up i was like something is off because cabbage is like what you eat when you don't have nothing like you can get a cabbage if you don't have nothing else and cabbage is like three dollars now and it's like teeny tiny you need two of them just to even feed two people i'm confused so yeah i, I know about the yeah, can, the drought and its effect on the um and you know we don't know if it's from our carbon footprint we don't know if it's from you know if it's you know linked it, well I'm, I'm sure it's linked to both climate change and mm -hmm. our carbon footprint you know mm -hmm. um and so we just haven't figured out how to mitigate it we haven't figured out you know how to work around it you know we have too many industries built around these things that a lot of people aren't willing to lose that money and meanwhile so they was, said bill gates owns like five billion acres of farmland that's a lot of acres uh-huh that's a whole lot of acres mm -hmm. wow well so somebody the, knows something the mind wonders uh-huh somebody knows something all right so, sugar power what you got next what, what's on your so um, um I want to talk about two judicial things. And the first thing I want to talk about is well, the confirmation of Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Yeah. That was amazing to see. Let's go. Like it, in a in a lot of ways. Like it was a fiasco. Because those, those, <laughs> it was a fiasco. Those men were in their feelings. Like, who bothered you like that? That, that black woman just sitting there minding her business being excellent and smarter than everybody on the panel that was questioning her that really threw them for a loop and I was yeah. here to see that I'm, I'm you know whatever I, yeah. I but I will say that it was like um vicariously traumatizing I remember right. like aching down in my bones for her you yeah. know watching them drag her like that and her having to you know smize it off so that she didn't just obliterate them all um, and, the, and the questioning was just so out of line just and out of context it's like like have we stooped this low like Absolutely. all of you all of you of are, are elected officials and this well there you go we stooped that low every day <laughs> we stooped you know, that low three times before breakfast it's just it's just shameful you know yes. it's just shameful and so you the know. second judiciary thing which is kind of tied to her because i'm hoping that um people like her as some of the other people step down or fall off or whatever they're going to do or Clarence Thomas case go to jail Roby Wade was overturned right and so you know obviously we're here in Texas and uh this is the land where our governor puts you know immigrants yeah. and, and drops them off at the vice president's house on like Christmas like that so here it's like a felony type situation to have an abortion, but also to transport somebody. So like they're trying to make it so that people can get paid for snitching on people. If you if you see something, say something, right? Because we want this is like a real handmaid's tale type situation. But so I in my lifetime, I don't, you know, I don't remember ever um, you know, I, I know that Roby Way has always been controversial, mm -hmm. but I don't think. I've ever I, I don't think I ever thought it's almost like the Civil Rights Act, right? Like, like who thought the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act would ever expire? Like who thought that, right? Right. Um, but so Roby Wade, like, it's just amazing. And and just in the midst of all the controversies about, you know, what constitutes a woman. And then here we are, and we're saying, like, um, 
women don't even have fundamental rights to their bodies. Like the, the, the idea of having an abortion or the idea of having, you know, a, 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 you know, just having a pregnancy that you have to even consider terminating. That's something that women fundamentally understand that I don't think anybody else understands. Right. And so even if you identify yourself as a woman, that's something that we uniquely, you know, from the time that we began to menstruate, we were always taught like this can ruin your life. You know, if you have a baby that you don't want, or you have a baby by someone who, you know, rapes you or, or incest or whatever, like that's, that's a fear. That's something that all women um, have to grapple with at some point. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we can get some of these people who are on there to just roll off or however that happens so that we can, um, I see they preserved interracial marriage though for Clarence and his wife. You know, it's interesting. What always fascinates me is how certain things, certain rulings are subject to review. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of court decisions. There's a lot of Supreme Court decisions that deserve to be reviewed again, to go back and say, okay, I know this is legal, but that doesn't make it right. Just because something legal, legal, legality and righteousness is not the same. Right. And when you talk about, you know, someone's right, again, you know, someone's right to choose, someone's right to direct and self-govern themselves, you know. Um, and make decisions for their life, you know, it, 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 it flies in the face of what we supposedly stand for as a country. You know, we, we talk about self-determination and being able to, 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 to write your own ticket and do your own thing. And, 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 but within, but up to this point, and this is what this proves, you know, and to, and to put it in, and then to go back into this, this, this idea of state's rights, you know, which, which always bothers me. You know, yeah. um, when, you know, that's just, that's like a band and everybody playing different songs, you know, how you going, how you going to play a song, how you call yourself a band if everybody's playing different songs, you know, when you're talking about fundamental human rights, fundamental rights to be able to, to determine what you want or don't want to grow inside your body. That's like saying, oh, you got a virus, but you got to keep it until your body purge. We can't give you antibiotics for it. You know, I know that's, a, I know that's a very small i know that's a very inconsequential comparison but i'm just you know trying to point out the fact that you know of what you choose to have in, in your body what you choose to do with your body whether you whether you want to conceive or not you know um i don't i don't have a, i don't have a judgment either way because life is complex and how a lot of these practices come into play aren't necessarily the same Right. It's not, it's not always based in love in a good situation. It's not always based in even a one night stand. It's not even always based in an agreeable, under agreeable circumstances. Mm -hmm. And, you know, under most cases, people are like, yeah, don't deal with something you don't, that you didn't ask for. But in this situation, this particular situation, it's like, yeah, you, you kind of, you know, to, to tell somebody they stuck with something and, you know, you have an, or you have an option to, to give it to the state, which again, I don't know which one is better. The history that know? we've seen of, of children being abused, the history that we've seen of, you know, especially black children coming up missing in foster yeah. homes, right? Like just coming up missing, just just flat out abused and murdered, right? 
so you know and then there are the cases of the women who have to choose their life over the baby's life right like if you have a, a pregnancy that's not viable and you know that the baby's going to die but there are some states that are trying to prosecute you for having a stillborn like for murder if your baby is stillborn so just all these things like i don't think that um common sense is something that that just reigns supreme in this in this nation i just i don't i don't get it but um but yeah so those are my two um what else you got looking at my list um you know it's it's not a topic we can we need to talk about but monkey park showed up this year it that did. was that was an interesting um news flash you know um kind of had everybody some of the at, back at home in the house for a minute too Man, you looking at some of them doggone pictures? Yeah, that 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 kept me in the house a little bit too. I was like, I don't know if I want to travel with got that kind of stuff going on. I don't know if I want to be out there in the world if, if I got to, you know, have them big old things, you know. And it seems so painful, and it's just like that is that just seems like that's that that's not the move, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, Monkey Park showed up, so that was that was interesting. Um not interesting but scary i put a scary interesting like watching a, a bad scary movie like you don't want to watch it but you're stuck with it you know yeah it's like it's yeah all, i mean it basically is a movie that we probably watch you know um what about you so um a couple things elon musk and twitter that's a Texas story because that Joker got lots of stuff going on here in Texas. The Uvalde shooting is a Texas story. Well, I'm saying like there's some stuff with, with God in Texas, right? Like I just don't, black people making a mass exodus off of Twitter because Elon Musk has come in and it's become a place that's hostile, yeah. right? Neo-Nazis and all kinds of stuff, you know, um, they're, they're welcomed there, right? And so like lots of people who are doing it you know, really important critical work, really important community social justice work are really thinking about like, where else do we go? And so people have already started creating, you know, other things. I know some people have gone to Mastodon. We used to have something a long time ago where it was just us, but you know, we don't want to do that. We want to be where everybody else is. That's that self-determination piece, right? Like, oh, it's right. going to be better because I'm not invited. <laughs> I just want to be in there, right? The food is nasty anyway, but go ahead and sit at the counter yeah so that's that's the kind of situation um that we have um and Uvalde, i know that you you know wanted to talk a little bit more about all of the mass shootings but those are my two texas pieces well i mean i didn't i didn't really want to go into depth but the fact that you know any mass shooting is one too many that's it and you know it's like you know i i never you know it's combat is one thing you know, you're, you know, you're, you know, both sides fighting for a cause, you know, you, you fight for your, this person, this side fight for their reason, this fight side fighting for their reason, but to just walk them somewhere and just gun down defenseless people, you know, it's, it is, it is the, and, and then, and, and then have the cowards kill themselves. And it's like, I don't, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like one of them, you know, to, to attack someone that can't defend themselves. It's like, is is it is i don't even know if you can call, call it cowardly it is it's, it's like beneath in my mind it's beneath being a coward you know um and it, it's like it doesn't it doesn't it does nothing you know but but just creates pain and suffering um to 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 attack children 
the the most vulnerable the most vulnerable in our in our in our society to to attack children the the innocent you know it it's just i can't i i would never be able to accept that i would never be able to you know rectify in my mind even even under the most mentally unstable you know um and and to not have any real action take place to try to curb some of this behavior cuz i'm i mean i'm all about protecting yourself i'm a you know i'm a i'm a proud you know i i'm a proud gun owner i'm you know i you know how many you know i'm trained safety everything you know responsible i'm a responsible gun owner and I believe that there has to be some type of control. There has to be some type of, okay, at least a background, at least a legitimate background check, right. a mental health check or something, you know? Um, and so it, it's just, it just brings a lot to mind, you know, um, what, what, what's the definition of a, of a, you know, of a, of someone of a right mind to own a, own a weapon. You know, um, but then again, you know, if you if if they're if they're off that that far gone in the mind, it's no telling, you know, how they'll harm other people. Right. But, you know, digressing to my original point, you know, this, you know, like I said, we've had one, you know, like I said, one is too many. But given the numbers that we've had this year, I don't even know off the top of my head. I know it's more than three, you know, um, and that's way too many where we're talking about people just being, you know, people walking into a room and just gunning people down, people walking into a store, gunning people down, just, just pure. I, I mean, I, I, I rarely call things evil. <laughs> I rarely use that term, but that's just, that's like unadulterable in my mind, you yeah. know, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm that's, that's something I will cast judgment on, um, you know, because I don't, you know, taking you know yeah taking a taking an innocent person's life you know who you know who you you know who has no bearing on you is just that's just one of those things i'm just that that's just something i just yeah i can't like i said i can't justify in my mind um i can't reconcile in my mind i'll put it like that or justify thank you babe and um queen's queen elizabeth that yeah that was a uh, 70 years Seven years as Queen of England. You know, that's a long time to set policy, to get things, you know, to 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 run things, you know. Um so that's all I want to say. Yeah, I mean I'll have a whole lot to add there, you know. Um rest in peace, you know, I respect. I guess it. I mean, you know, I well, I'm just okay. So let me be I, clear. I mean <laughs> Let me be fair, right? Like there are still places on this earth that are impacted by British colonialism. And so it's not like she didn't have a chance in her lifetime to totally eradicate that stuff, right? And then since her passing, the stories that we've been told about like what happened in that palace the racist stuff that happened in that palace to Meghan Markle. Now, I'm not saying, hey, Meghan Markle knew what she signed up for when she went over there. But the stuff that ha has come out since then, like the, the interactions that they've had, like, I don't know if you saw, but like uh, Camilla, like she was 
a, a black baby was trying to touch her and she like grabbed the child's shirt to keep from touching his hand. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I, so I rarely. all kinds of stuff going on, right? And so yeah. the, the Irish, so to me, the best part of it all was black Twitter and Irish Twitter uniting. And that the, those few days were amazing, right? So if you didn't go on Twitter during that time, and see go, go in the archives like that to me that to me that was like the most electrifying thing just to see both of those groups of people who had been terrorized by the british monarchy um to just come together and you know ha have their voices heard you never know how people are going to celebrate you when you leave here right so i think we all could use this reminder to just live a life that you don't need to people should remember you well because you did good things yep. it's not like you know people are going to remember you for doing bad things if you didn't do any bad things just don't be a colonizer like it's just that simple yeah i think that's i think that's important don't be a colonizer all right my love we're at five minutes we have five minutes to reflect on this oh wait year. i ain't even talk about the petty stuff though Oh, the petty stuff. Well, let's get to the petty. Thing. I mean, you well, Brittany, Brittany Griner, that's not petty. Well, oh. it is petty that she went to a, a prison camp in Russia for some, what was it, cannabis oil? Yeah, well, um, I think she had a vaporizer or something. Yeah, or... that's kind of petty. Like a whole... That was... That was prison? Irresponsible. I, I in can't... Siberia, where they sent her? A gulag? That was yeah. a lot. So anyway, was, I'm glad she's home. That was mad irresponsible. And, and, and while I... I I am I'm pretty sure what she experienced and endured was pretty rough. You know, I'm pretty sure that was, you know, nothing like she ever expected to endure in her life. But that was pretty like you went to a whole nother country. You didn't think to look at their views on that. But I think she's been there, right? Like she's played with their teams. That's true. She probably so she, got it from she, somebody over there. So I mean it, it's not like you know, I mean, just think about the states here where it's illegal. That doesn't mean people aren't doing it. True. That's also quote unquote irresponsible if you look at it in those terms. Like, but there that has never stopped anybody. Like, think about all the stuff that's illegal here. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, I um, mean, I'm glad she's yeah. Out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad she's out of there. I'm glad, you know, like I said, I'm sure she went through some pretty tumultuous things, you know, during that time. And, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on anybody, you know, regardless of you know, regardless of whether they're irresponsible or not. Um, because you know, punishment in another country is not the same as that. It's not at all, <laughs> not, especially it's when not. they know you from another country. So you know you're gonna get special treatment, and I don't know if that's always uh, works out in the best way for you. So I don't ever want to experience to find out. So I'm I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> and then the last of petty news for 2022, we had two celebrity trials that just oh Lord. stayed on everybody's nerves. No. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. All of which could have just not been on the news. But for some reason, it was important enough. <laughs> All <laughs> of the headlines. It, right? And so, uh, yeah. But I guess the petty news is important. I guess that, that's, what keep, that's what keeps the train moving. You know, every bit of fuel room, counts. Right? Yeah. The shade room, ice cream conversations. Like, we go yeah. to those. We, listen, don't act like you don't follow them on Instagram. Every every bit of every bit of fuel helps, you know. It, know you know, you regardless do. of where it comes from, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, All I hop right. on a petty, I hop on a petty train every now and then. Yeah, you, you know, do. See what's I know happening. you do. 
take a tour of town. You actually drive the petty train. Yeah, I can. You drive. Very, I, I could be a very good conductor on, on the go petty go. train. <laughs> you pull a little, yeah. Throw some coal in, in in the engine and everything. You know, keep it going. That's it. Actually, it's electronic, so we don't, we don't do the coal. I just I just push the level forward. We move faster. We go slower. However, you want to do it. All right, babe. Close us out. What do you want to leave in 2022? What what needs to stay here? Besides Person, like baby hairs and stuff like we're not doing that no more. Personally, I mean, I, I can say most of the things we talked about, we reflected on that they were not necessarily positive. There were a few bright spots in it, like Serena and you know, um just the two billion dollar jackpot and you know, that, you know, it wasn't a whole lot. It, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was, but the things that made the headlines wasn't, it, it wasn't a bright, sunshiny year, you know, at least from the perspective that I saw things. So I, w- I would love for to, to leave some of this drama <laughs> that 2022 brought in, you know, love to leave some of that at the door, you know, and 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 and, and start tw- and move into 2023 with, with a lot less drama, with a lot less, you know, um, you know, Petty can help keep things moving forward. But the drama, I, I just, yeah. you know, um, I've had my feel of that. It was, you know, I, I stopped watching the news because I got tired of hearing bad. I, I got tired of hearing bad news. I got tired of hearing things, that, you know, um, I got tired of reading things that that's supposed to make me afraid or worry about this. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to leave all the worry, all the doubt, all of the the hate, man, all of the just uh, anxiety. Yeah. Not knowing, not knowing what what's gonna come. You know, I know that's a part of life, but you know, when you, you know, when you're anxious about, it, are we gonna go? Or is something gonna jump off? Are we gonna go to war tomorrow? Is, you know, yeah. or you know, is the you know what's going on? Is the inflation ever gonna you know roll backwards? I mean, is it going to keep going up? You know, it just all these things that just create all this tension and worry. I would just love to leave that stuff like stick a fork in it leave yeah. it in 2022 you i know? think you're right though because we, we've been living the past few years in constant state of fight or flight you know and just you know we went from like literally seeing bodies dropping you know and bodies like in frozen trucks outside of hospitals and stuff like that you know just really just trying to um you know figure out like are we going to survive going to the grocery store or not you know, like running out of Lysol and just, just all kinds of things. And so, you know, like for me, I'm, I I agree. I What I hope to leave behind in 2022 are whatever my self-sabotaging beliefs and doubts are. We've been talking about that a lot. Like all those things that, um, you know, have me doubting whether or not I'm going to get better or if better is possible or, um, you know, feeling stuck. I, right. I hope 2023 is a year of rebirth, right? Agreed. I, I I perceive, and I could be wrong, we'll have this as an archive. I think we're going to see a lot more social activism in 2023. And I don't know what it's going to take for that to happen. I hope nobody dies because that's usually the only time we move into any kind of, you know, social justice work in this country. But I do feel like 2023 is going to be a year where we're going to see more activism. Um, and I think because, you know, we saw the George Floyd situation taking place, like right around the time where people were starting to be like, you know, they were wearing masks out there trying to protest. 
but I think people have moved beyond that now. And so now that the collective fear is subsiding, people are going to get back out in the streets and want to make their voices heard. Mm -hmm. So that's my projection for 2023, that I think we're going to see a year of more social justice activism. I'm hopeful. You know, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure what 2023 is going to bring. I'm 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 ready for whatever come, you know. Um, but one thing I would like to say before we wrap up, you know, speaking, you know, kind of, you know, in the spirit of what we were talking about with the queen, you know, I, I do want to, you know, send um, prayers and condolences to everybody that lost somebody this year. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know several friends you know several family you know several family members this year um you know uh be called home and and you know it's it's been that's that's been another side of this year you know to see a lot of you know fallen soldiers and a lot a lot of you know fallen compatriots you know people that you love and you know um whether they were close to you whether they're famous you know i i just you know send a condolences and love to all of the families out there that's been impacted um by losing a loved one you know that's something that's you know um that changes your life forever um and so those of us who those those who had to endure that this year my heart goes out to you um to all my friends my family you know our friends our family members you know who've experienced this this year you know um we send our love our condolences our hearts to you all um and you know you're in our prayers and uh, we look for a brighter um much better 2023. I love that. And and I would just say to add to that, in 2023, you know, my prayer is that everybody under the sound of my voice will be peace so they can have peace. Absolutely. You know, peace and joy and goodness and mercy be unto you in the same measure that you meted out to others. Absolutely. That's it. You know, um, be what you want to experience in return. And I think time is up for us, you know, overly extending benevolence to people who mean us no good, right? Like people, there, there has to come a time where we... believe things as we see them as opposed to you know thinking that we can out good somebody or if i do if i just do the most then they're going to appreciate me more no they won't right so in 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 the spirit of kujichagulia self-determination be peace be justice be mercy be grace be love in the same manner that you wish for it to return to you. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself, baby. Well, all right, folks. I love you too, baby. All right, folks. We're going to go ahead and conclude this one. We thank you all for tuning in. We will be back again next week. Same time, same channel. I am your co-host, Deontay Dunlap. I'm Shakima Dunlap. And we are the Dunlaps and we're we in it together. Yeah, we're in it together. See you next week, y'all. All right, 2023 is coming. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>